Our first reading this morning, uh, please be seated. Our first reading this morning is from the book of Genesis. It tells part of the story of Abram, who would later be called Abraham. Abraham is the father of all three of the great monotheistic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. All three faith traditions trace their beginnings back to Abraham, a man of whom we really know very little. In the parish I served for 12 years before retirement, we did a Lenten book study one year on the, on the book entitled Abraham, A Journey Up to the Heart of Three Faiths by Bruce Feiler. In his book, Feiler begins a quest to discover all that he could find about Abraham by traveling to the Holy Land, by talking to scholars of all three faiths, and by searching through historical data that's been collected throughout the millennia. What he wondered can we find about this man that inspired three of the world's greatest religions to follow the one true God? We catch a glimpse of what caused this man to be so revered in our first reading this morning. Abraham was the first person that came to know in his heart that there was only one true God. Rather than the many gods and the various idols that were worshiped by others of his day. If we look at a few chapters before this morning's reading, we find in chapter 12 of Genesis, God called Abram when he was 75 years old and said, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Even though he had no basis for this faith in his upbringing, somehow Abram knew that God would be faithful in his promises, and he obeyed. Our reading this morning comes after Abraham had left his home and had been following where God had led him for quite some time. Our reading tells us that God came to Abram in a vision. Abram was questioning in his mind. He was getting old, and yet he had no heir. The practice at the time was to adopt a slave from one's household to become an heir if none existed. So Abram was lamenting this fact when he said to God, you have given me no offspring, and so a slave in my house is to be my heir. But God spoke to him again in a vision and said, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. And he led Abram outside and said to him, Look toward the heaven and count the stars if you're able to count them. Then God said, so shall your descendants be. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. 
Abram had been following God for years and teaching his household to follow where God led as well. And yet, even though he was old and childless, he trusted that God would be faithful and God would do what he said he would do. Abram had faith. Patty used to have a little saying that was framed and placed on a shelf in our kitchen. It said, faith is not knowing that God can, but knowing that God will. Abram knew that God would do what God said he would do. His faith was so strong that he could follow wherever God led, trusting that in God's time, God would give him an heir and that he would indeed be the father of a great nation. The quality that caused three great religions to trace their roots back to one man was faith. A faith that could not be shaken. A faith that believed that God would always do what God had promised. To have the kind of faith that Abram had is very difficult. So many times I turn my life over to God in faith and trust him to lead and make the decision to follow him in faith. But unfortunately, I often then take it back again. I become fearful or just complacent and I take control of my life away from God thinking that I know better. How about you? God calls us, just as he called Abraham, to follow him. God calls us to trust, to have faith. We are not to trust that God can answer our prayers, but rather that God will answer our prayers. Having the faith of Abraham requires surrendering our wills to God's will anew every day, maybe even many times a day. Psalm 27 reminds us that the writer put his faith and trust solely in God's hands. The Lord is my light and my salvation. When then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? When evildoers came upon me to eat up my flesh, it was they, my foes and adversaries, who stumbled and fell. Though an army should encamp against me, yet my heart shall not be afraid. And though war should rise up against me, yet will I put my trust in him. One thing I ask of the Lord, one thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Right now, all of our hearts break for the people of the Ukraine. Families are torn apart. 
Women, children, and the infirm are trying to flee for their lives. And they leave behind husbands, fathers, brothers, and friends. Women who do not have to care for families are also fighting to protect their freedoms. And all are having to put those they love totally in God's care. Our son Patrick is the first sergeant in the Army Airborne and serves in the infantry. He's been to war three times, twice to Iraq and once to Afghanistan. We had to learn what it's like to turn your, love, turn your loved ones over to God's care and to trust that even if the unthinkable happened, that he would be okay. Having faith in difficult times is not a one and done proposition. Turning your life and the lives of those you love totally over to God's care has to be done over and over and over again, every day, every hour. Lord God, empower those who are in harm's way and those who love them to trust and to know that you are always faithful. Help them to believe that they and all that they love may dwell in your house, dwell in your love all the days of their life. Some Pharisees came to Jesus and said, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. Jesus knew what was in store for him. He knew that he would have to suffer and die for you and for me. Even though he was God incarnate, he could have saved his life. He could have made choices that spared him pain and anguish. But he chose love. He chose to continue his earthly ministry, to finish the work that God the Father laid before him. Jesus had faith that God would bring him through death into life. Abraham had to trust that God would make an old man the father of many generations. The psalmist had to believe that even if an army prevailed against him, that he would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus had to persevere and suffer because he had faith that God the Father would bring him through death into life. We too are called to respond in faith, putting our whole trust in God, recognizing our total dependence on the God who first loved us. We are called to allow ourselves to be cared for, to be loved, and to be led by his faithfulness. God in Christ says to you, and he says to me, follow me, I will bear you up. I will sustain you. 
I will strengthen you. I will be faithful. When we put the love of God in Christ first in our lives, trusting God not only can lead us to his kingdom, not only can lead us to his kingdom, but it will lead us to his kingdom. It will lead us even through death into life. And then we may walk with the faith of the father of faith. Then we may walk with the psalmist even into the shadow of death. And then we may walk in faith with the one who gave himself for us. Amen.